This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm here with our founder of Influencers, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Hey, Brian. Welcome again, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, we are uh, we're kind of have a somber tone this morning, Rocky, because we're, uh, we're talk- going to be talking about the death of, of someone real dear to us. And uh, so we uh, we're kind of mourning mourning that death, that, and it's kind of a death that's kind of in process. But, but you uh, know, it's not really a mourning though now, Brian. Well, you know, uh, is there sadness in there at all? Uh, well, you know, we need to let them know who you're talking about here, right? Well, it's someone dear to them too, and and yeah, I guess it would be real dear to them, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's take the suspense out of it. Yeah, <laughs> the death is. Ourselves. Ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the reason I challenge the thought about mourning is because, man, life, yeah, it's a dread, right? Mm-hmm. We dread it. We dread to die like that. But the the benefit is so fantastic that it takes away the mourning. Well, and, and before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we're not really talking about physical death, which no. is, is something we're all going to have to deal with at some point right. or another. But we're talking about a death right now, today, right? Well, yeah, we're talking about the death we're called to. It's called living sacrifice, right? Yeah. And we need to talk about what that means and, and help them understand that. Because I think uh, you and I were having a conversation, and uh, you were comparing this spiritual death to a real death. Watch, you've watched some people that you've known go through the yeah. death process, yeah. and yeah. and you were kind of comparing a physical death to a spiritual death, and there may be some similarities in the process. Well, I see so many similarities in so many things. It's uh, it's weird, you know. Like athletics, uh, you've heard me say all the time about how I feel like discipleship is is almost like athletics, where we're trained mm-hmm. with, with trials and challenges, just like their weights. And then God comes and rescues us. That's like rest. And then the nutrition that we get from God's Word is like nutrition that feeds our muscles. So I see the parallels there. And yes, there, I see the parallels of, a, of death. You know, I've known people who have died of cancer as an example. And the, and the process generally is, one, is that they're shocked that they have it. Uh, two, they're in denial that they have it. Three, they have hope that they can get beyond it, and three, they accept whatever is going to be. I think you also threw an anger. Sometimes there's an anger that, that comes in after the denial or before the denial. Yeah, maybe. sometimes. And, and again, I think that has a lot to do about your perspective of where you are by death. Uh, and it's kind of like what you were talking about a while ago, and that is we mourn and we get angry, but really, I mean, I see death as a transition. Not only the physical death that we have, we will be transitioned into into our heavenly bodies. And believe me, my, I need a heavenly body right now. <laughs> that sounds pretty good right now. Yeah. Mine ain't heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the fact is, is that uh, there is also a spiritual transformation that occurs when we go through a metaphoric death of 
becoming a living sacrifice. You know, Paul said it like this. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no mm-hmm. longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the mm-hmm. life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved himself and gave himself up for me. So now he's benefiting from the crucifixion. He's celebrating that he has a resurrected life in Christ, even though he was still alive. He was saying he'd been crucified with Christ. He was saying, I have gone through a metaphoric death. I have I have now died to myself, and I've taken on the Lordship of Christ, and he's the one that now lives in my life, and man, is it good. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's there's many other references too. I mean, we oh yeah. we were talking about Col- Colossians, where Paul says, "You died, and your your life's now hid in Christ." Yeah. And, and then we were reading another one that says, "If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come." And that's in Second Corinthians uh, five and seventeen. Right. Right. So what does that mean, Rocky, to – I mean, I think it ties so much into what we're trying to do with guys in the journey, guys and gals in the journey, and, yeah. and taking them into this abiding relationship. It's all interconnected, I think. But what, do you, what does that mean to die? Well, you know, uh, we had talked jokingly about the title of this talk, right? Yeah. And it's going to be the slow, agonizing death <laughs> of, of yourself. Of living sacrifice. Of a living sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and I made the comment that it's consecration, right? And consecration is not one and done. But consecration is an establishment of I am consecrating my life to Christ. But from that point on is an application of consecration to our life where we have to learn to die to more and more things that we felt that we were still alive to. Mm. Now, the obvious things that we think we're alive to are the things that are of sin, you know, like lust. And if we have practices of things such as pornography, uh, those are evident, you know, but then, then, then it gets less than evident, and it becomes more of researching. Lord, what is this going on in here in me that that I've got to die to? Well, then that's when he starts getting in into things such as root of bitterness in our life, and unforgiveness in our life, and so once that starts coming along, then he begins to deal with the various fears in our life, right? Because we grew up with things that we began to want to safeguard against. We wanted to safeguard against failure. Why is that? Well, we might have been poor. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like our way out is going to be money and prestige and all the other things, and that's old man stuff. You know, I think that we all uh, have our dreams of glory. Mine was athletics, and I saw myself as an athlete. And identified that way, and and when it was, and I was almost there. I mean, it was very, very close to being realized, and then suddenly it was taken away. Hmm. Two shoulder surgeries, and baseball was over because I was a center fielder, and I couldn't throw the ball from center field anymore. Couldn't even throw it from home plate. Hmm. I couldn't even throw it from first base to home plate. That's how bad that was. And then professional football was then the option to go to, and that ended as well cause of the injuries. And so you're, you're, I mean, what I'm hearing you say is that a death also includes a death to dreams even, or what we thought, we will th- have thought that life will not have been a success unless we do this, whatever it is. Well, yeah. And, but to see, here's the thing about it. This is the difference between a physical death is that most of the time we don't ask for it, mm-hmm. right? We don't step up to it. 
Right. But the kind of death that, that we're being invited to as far as Christ is concerned, which he says, take up your cross, deny yourself, and take up your cross daily, follow me. See, that's when we have to step up. That's when we have to volunteer death. That's when we have to say, I'm willing to die to those things. And, and though we might make a commitment to, yes, Lord, I, 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 follow, I, I choose to follow you the rest of my days and be obedient to you the rest of my days, but along the way, he's going to show us some of those hidden dreams and aspirations that we've had that have more or less directed our path, uh, our path that we've directed, not God's path for us, but the path that we've directed ourselves. They began to be challenged, and God begins to rewrite the narrative in our life. And in my case, he rewrote the narrative. I was destined for professional athletics, and then business, and then greatness, and, and then I found that my athletic career was over, and I was facing failure at 22 years old, 23 years old. Failure of a dream, death of a dream. And, uh, and I mourned it, I did, because I didn't understand that, and it took me years later to understand that had not he taken me out of it, I never could have become the man that I am now. I could have never done the things that I do now. I could not have done the things I do now without being the man that I am now. There might not even be an influencer's ministry. No, I doubt it. I, I doubt I'd do anything like that. I might not even walk with Christ the way I do. I think that those things took away idols in my life, um, self-made idols, self-made man stuff, things that, that I saw as my identity. And this is where we need to go with this, because that's what the passage is talking about, that, that any man who is in Christ is a new creature. Old things passed away, behold, th new things come. Mm. And see, the identity is what I'm talking about, because the old man identity is something that we oftentimes hold on to. We don't let go of it, and it's a wrestling match. As God begins to slowly take us to um, examples of how that old man plays into things, into our thinking. You know, believe it or not, God wants to empty our hands of those things so he can bless us with, bless us with the newness and freshness. Mm -hmm. He wants to give us the desires of our heart, Brian, but he has to break our heart. Yeah. He has to give us a new heart. And if we can trust him in that, then that which he gives us will go to that which we desire, and we will find ourselves one day living the dream. We will be living a dream that we never thought we would have. Mm -hmm. Because God had to remake the dreams. It required a death, though. It required releasing those things. And so one of the things that I think stirred you to want to have this conversation uh, on our podcast as we were talking about that was because I was, I was saying that's one of the hard things for us to do, is that some of those dreams we don't see as necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw see those kind of as aspirations, and we think, okay, well, you know, they're not bad, uh, and maybe I can channel those dreams that I had back in my old man days toward Christ, and he'll make all those dreams possible. 
but it'll be under his leadership now rather than under my ego. Hmm. Even even uh, things that seem spiritual, yeah. like I want to start an orphanage in Africa yeah. or I want to do whatever. He wants it all. He wants to submit all that to him. And, and it might be good ideas, good dreams, but yeah, but he still wants it all first. And then he'll he'll dole it back out to you if he chooses. Yeah, he, he wants the freedom to rewrite the narrative. Right. And as long as we have to have input in that, and it's always going to be tainted. going to be tainted by our old man. Yeah. Now, look, here's the deal. God gives us talents. And uh, talents are given by God. They're just like spiritual gifts are given us at rebirth. Talents are given to us at birth. And talents don't necessarily bring honor to God. In fact, most of the time, talents tend toward honoring the people. Right. Have them, right? That's right. Our glory, our egos, all that. But there are some talented people that God uses them when they get their spirits right. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I have seen some really talented and gifted people that are worship leaders, but their spirits are not right with them. Mm. And it, there is in me a detection that I'm seeing entertainment. I'm seeing good entertainment. I'm seeing, oh, man, they're getting their applause, and they're really, really showing their talent. But when you take a talented person and you mix with that talented person a healthy soul who has a desire to bring glory to God, and they're using a spiritual gift such as exhortation, then you see those things two weren't working in harmony. And now what you have is a true worship leader because they're leading us to worship because they're a leader in yeah. worship. Well, you know, that just real quickly, that reminds me of that movie, I Can Only Imagine, mm-hmm. if, if anyone saw that, which was uh, the, story, the story of that lead singer that uh, he, he was very talented, but everything was just out of his own flesh right. and, his, and his creativity right. and talent until he went and dealt with the, 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 the spiritual stuff, right. the unforgiveness for his father, all the things that he needed to face that he didn't want to face. And it was kind of like putting it all to death. He had to, like, leave it. And then God gave it back in a major way with yeah. this huge hit. I can only imagine that song. It's a good example. And I don't think God wastes talents. Now, he wasted mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't hit home runs and, and score touchdowns anymore. Yeah. You know, that was what I was talented for. Uh, but really, come on now. You think I be, could be doing that anyway now? He, he taught you how to coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he did. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, the, the, I'm, you know, I'm being funny on that. Hopefully, I'm being funny on that. <laughs> he didn't waste some talent that I have, but I don't. The the point being is that the talents that God has given us may may very well be used by Him, but it's His choice, and it will not be for our glory. It'll be His His glory, and it's got to be for His glory, or it's going to be in conflict to our purpose as his kids. Mm. And so the only way I know to be able to really trigger our talents is talent being in harmony with our soul that's healthy and our spiritual gifts. The only way I can see the harmony of that is the death of the old man Uh, and that the new man arises. New man who has a different agenda, and that agenda is written by God different narrative. His, his life is about bringing honor to his king. Mm. And when that begins to happen, then I believe that's when we begin seeing great fruit in that person's life. And um, 
And that's what we that's what we're trying to do is help people understand that that transformation that they that they want in their life that that deep part in their life that they long to be the man or the woman that they have a, a kind of a vague vision of well that's the vision God wants to give you to see that's the man he wants to make of you but you won't make yourself that man that man has to be made by God mm. and that comes through a living sacrifice well, you know, I'm thinking about it's not natural for us to want to die, you know, physical death. We don't, we fight that. We wrestle with it. We don't want it. Well, I think similarly, we don't really naturally want to die spiritually. I think there's a, it's a painful process. There's a, there's a wrestling match or something like that. And why, why is that? Well, and, and, and the only thing, the only reason I challenge you, I think our law, our law of survival as far as human beings makes us want to keep on fighting to the end. Right. Until we get to the point where it's so painful and we're so tired of life that we, we pray for death. Uh, and I've seen people do that, that they want to be over. Mm-hmm. They want to be with Jesus. They're tired of this. They're tired of waking up every morning and there they are. I never forget Susan McKenzie talking about talking to Pete, and you know she passed away just a little over a year ago. And Pete's been Pete McKenzie's been sharing that story, and he's my best friend. And you know uh, one of the things that he said that she woke up one morning and she looked at him. She says, "I went to bed last night hoping that I was going to wake up and see Jesus, and said, I see you." <laughs> How disappointing! Yeah. <laughs> and and he laughs at it as well. And uh, but the point being is that Susan was ready to go. No one was more ready to go to heaven than Susan McKenzie. Hmm. And there are people that get that way, Brian, that they're so tired of life and the pain and the frustration that physically they want to go to heaven and they want a new life in Christ. But you know what? Now let's talk about it spiritually, metaphorically. Do we ever get to the point where we're so tired of the frustration that we live in life and we're saying, it's got to be better than this? Yes. And and we, we say, what what is the difference with that guy over there that I see so much joy in his life, even in adversity, and yet there's not it's not pulling him down. What is the difference? And you go in there and you do a little bit of a surgery on that guy, spiritual surgery, and you open him up and say, What the deal? And he said, It's Jesus. Mm. He's the one who's teaching me how to live through this. Mm. And how'd that happen? He said, Well, I gave him a life. From that point on, I figured out, well, if I give it to him, it's his responsibility to take care of it, and I don't worry about it anymore. So that's what happens spiritually. We get we get to a point like physically, we're tired of this life. We're tired of the old life, tired of the old man. We want that new man. We want it. And then when we're willing to step up and say, Lord, I want that new life. I'm willing to die to myself. I want to be, I want to have that new creation that you talk about. Then he, he said, now you're right. You're in the right place now. Yeah, I think it's almost kind of like this. Uh, you reach this point where you're like, Lord, I give up. Yeah. I give up. I can't I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I give up. And then he says, like, he's smiling going, well, it's about time. Yeah. I've been waiting on you to yeah. come to that conclusion. <laughs> so here's the, Brian, Brian here's, now let's go back to the title, The Slow Agonizing Death, right? Yeah. Uh, slow. Because that happens a lot that we give up, right? And we start, then we see help. 
see strides. <laughs> yes, great strides. And then what happens? Got it comes back. Yeah. We we pick it back up or whatever. Okay, yeah. now we that's what I mean by slow agonizing because it's it's kind of a constant thing. You don't you don't achieve completion on that giving up. You gain ground on it. Paul talked about that. He says not that I've attained to it yet. Talking about perfection. Don't I'm not perfect. I don't, I don't even. I don't even give any indication of being close to it by press on mm. and to make Christ my Lord in every way. And I think that we're pressing on through life. You know, I, we talked about that before, and I'm, I made an observation. There's a difference between being sin-free and sinless. Right. And we can never be sin-free. That's just the nature of man. Even as Christians, we can't be sin-free. Uh, in, in his eyes, we are, but from the standpoint of living a life sin-free, can't do it. But as we grow in Christ and die to ourselves and he lives within us, well, then we begin to sin less. We have a sin-less life, not a sin-free life. Yeah. And so that's that transition. That's, that's the transformation that begins to occur. We begin to not only look like him and sound like him, uh, but we also begin to act like him more. And not only physically outside what people see, but internally. We start having a new identity. We see ourselves differently. And we start seeing sin. The temptation to sin is opposition to my relationship with Christ. I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. I got something too good here going on with me and Jesus. I don't want I don't want to look at that woman. I don't want to let that dwell on in me. I don't want those thoughts coming in me. I don't want that fear coming in me. I don't want that doubt about this person remaining in me. And it's a battleground in our minds and our hearts. Will I stay thinking like the old man? Will I be that guy in my 20s and 30s that really didn't know Christ like I know him now? Will I continue to think like him and act like him and have the perspective of him? Or will I be the new creature in Christ that has a new point of view, mm. the one he wants me to have? And the answer is yes, if you want it, mm -hmm. if you're willing to take it, and if you're willing to die to the old man mm. so that he can make you the new man. You have to have a new identity. It's not just about your words. It's about the way you think, the way you look at the life. Mm. And you've seen this in, in yourself, but you've seen it in other men. And and uh, we, we and you see a newness. You see kind of a newness. And, and there's, I think God gives us a little glimpse of that, that we're making some ground, don't you think? So that encourages us yeah. that, yeah. you know, but, but like you said, it's a life, probably a lifelong process. Well, we always look at the end game. You know, we think, we think that we know the end game is tomorrow. And God's looking at the end game of a guy who's 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years old and you know God has a different way he scores the game mm -hmm. uh, totally different from the way that we do and I had to I had to had to forget about what I could become I really did I had to just forget what I could become and and let that old man's dreams of greatness pass away mm -hmm. and then just try to faithfully start walking with Jesus and that's that was my object. Still is, Brian. I don't. Yeah, you know, I told you today that I don't really. Uh, 
I know that God has given me favor to influence a lot of people, and but I don't I don't look at it like me doing it. I just simply think that I'm saying to guys like you and others, will you look at Jesus the way I'm seeing him? Mm-hmm. Everything I write or say is just saying, will you look at what I'm seeing here? Mm-hmm. Will you look at him yourself and see this? Because he is the treasure. Mm-hmm. He, is the, he is the one that you're longing for. I'm just a simple messenger. It's all I am. Mm-hmm. And when we become messengers of the good news that's being declared in our life every day, and we forget about making it about us and making it about him, believe me, we're going to be invited to greatness far beyond what we can imagine. Mm. And so we have to, we have to re, redo the narrative on the way we value ourselves and value people. Uh, it's not based on those dreams that we had as growing up thinking that's what greatness is. Because greatness is not that. Greatness is walking with Jesus. That's the great thing. Mm. That's it. Mm. And it doesn't matter where, where he has us walking, whether it's a factory worker or chicken line over here cutting chickens or a teacher or a doctor or lawyer or politician or a wealthy man or a poor man, a woman who's a homemaker or one that works professionally. It really doesn't matter about those things. It's just a matter of being faithful in your walk with Jesus. Let him have his way with you, and you will find the desires of your heart. You know, I'm, I'm just picturing some, that God orchestrating it for somebody to be listening to this right now. You know, either driving around in their car, in between sales calls, or someone on a road trip, or, or someone sitting at home. And maybe it's striking a chord where them. maybe they've been wrestling. Maybe they've been miserable and they, they know God wants them just to give it up and all that. Is there anything you can, any any tangible thing they could do? I mean, maybe write in their journal and or, you know, write something out and burn it and, you know, giving their life to God. Is there anything you can think or give it, that they could do to tangibly? Well, and I know the spirit of what you're asking here. And, and let me try to answer that okay. as I can. Uh, the first thing I want my voice to go to that person who's hearing this and saying this is this is being spoken to me, uh-huh. and so I want them to hear this that listen, God has a plan for you, and His plan is really really good, and if you'll trust Him, if you'll really trust Him, and if you'll abandon your plans, and to Him and say, Lord, I, I give them to you. Just take my life, whatever it is, all the bad stuff in me and the good stuff too, if I got any, I'm going to give it to you. And I want to ask you to make me a man or woman after your own heart to bring you glory. Now, Brian, that is an act of dedication to do that. I call it consecration. Mm -hmm. And I think that there needs to be a point in time that we say, okay, Lord, I'm all in. Here I am. I'm all in. I'm yours. And we need to make note that that is a day that we have consecrated our life to him. This is when we say that I'm yours. Take what you want of me. Now, consecration doesn't mean we're a finished product. Okay, Consecration means we're a dedicated product. 
Now, that from that point on, it's God's work in a person's life who's consecrated him and him to now allow that consecration to transform into the life that God wants to make of him. And honestly, if with me it was a painful process, and I think it's probably a little painful for everybody. Yeah. Because we have to give up some things that are our old identity and our old, old ways we thought we were strong. And I was the athlete. I told you that. I was physically strong up to 50 years old. I was very active in running and doing everything else. And and when God wanted to change me, he had to take me down physically. And he went, went with me with my legs, which are the strongest part of me. And uh, as you know, that's... I walk with a hobble right now, kind of like Jacob did, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, the, the the fact is is that I did wrestle with God, and he won. And I did come away with a hobble. Uh, but it's a reminder that he carries me in my weakness. He's made me strong. And that's my story. And each one of you have your own story. And, but don't be afraid of the of the work God will do after a consecration of your life. It is the work of Him now to begin the transformation process to make you into that man or woman that is going to be ultimately the one that you want to be. I can honestly tell you that I am living with the desires of my heart. Mm. I can tell you, there's no doubt in my mind. So, Psalms 37 talks about it. You know, about don't fret over the evil man, today you'll pass. Uh, t- today's here, tomorrow you'll pass. But dwell on the land, cultivate faithfulness, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you desires of your heart. Mm. I mean, that those words, dwell on the land, cultivate faithfulness, delight yourself in the Lord, is just another way to say abide in Jesus, abide in Christ. Mm. Abide, abide, abide. Don't let anything get in the way of it, and he will lead you to the desires of your heart. Mm. And I know that. Now you talk about experience. We talk about you know the fact that it happened to you. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't. All I do is just say I'm telling you what happened to me. Mm. I'm telling you what I'm seeing here with Jesus. I'm telling you the the truth of these things that He's shown me in my own life. It's not just theory. It's experience. I want people to see it and experience it mm. for themselves. And all I know is that is the path that he took me on, path of surrender, path of living death, path of being reborn, and uh, path of transformation. Mm. So it's nothing to be sad about. It's something to be very glad about. Yeah. He's, he's, he's forming you into a new person. Yeah. The only thing we have is dread. We, yeah. we dread it because we think, oh, okay, it's going to be bad. No. It's going to be challenging. Mm. But it won't be bad. It will be good. It will re- it will lead to good. Mm. It will lead there. Mm. Well, I think our time is up. Thank you, Rocky, for your your thoughts on that. And I, I'm sure that there are people that are are challenged out there, and all of you out there. I hope you I hope you'll be thinking about these things. And, and maybe today is the day of your your funeral or the start of your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, your host. Uh, we encourage you to uh, get into a journey group if you've never been in one, because a journey group will help you 
get connected with the Father in an intimate way, and and He'll start showing you the things that He has for you. He'll start showing you the desires of your heart and the desires of His heart for you. Um, and if you've been through the journey and uh, you you check that box, uh, maybe you missed it because uh, there's men and women out there who need you to go show them the way. And so we, we need more of you to go out and help others find the way. And so we're counting on you guys to, to go share the message with those around you. And that's, that's how you go and make disciples. Uh, you can also go to our website, www.influencers.org. And uh, we have a tab under resources that says podcasts. You'll see our other broadcasts that we've done in the last several months. And maybe you'll be blessed by those as well. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to be signing off, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you guys.